1: Welcome to another Mother Runner. This is Sarah in Portland. And this
0: is Dimity in Denver. And Sarah, are you still, um, what, you got your red lipstick on and your (laughs) your shorts that come up to your belly button and your, like, old school, you know, kind of cute cute but hip Taylor Swift
1: stuff still on? Oh, my goodness. Oh, Dimity, I tell you, I am still on an amazing high after seeing Taylor Swift in Seattle. It was, I should have looked forward to it about 500 times more than I did. Like you're, you're going to see her what Labor Day weekend.
0: Yeah. I'm going with um, a couple, couple kid lips and a couple girlfriends. girlfriends. Uh, so it should be fun. Uh, uh,
1: no, 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 you can't begin to imagine how much fun it's going to be. It is the most phenomenal concert. Taylor Swift is so, despite what, you know, listeners might think about her music. She is such a talented performer and business person. And she just is she so it was in Seattle, it was at an enormous field, there were um, 60,000 people there. And it felt like she was speaking to every single person there. Like we were on the floor. uh, So it was outdoors. It was on the floor, but we were fifth row from the back. So um, neither great nor bad. I mean, one of my friends who was there, uh, this woman, Tawny, was there with her daughter and she texted me a picture from where she was. She was second to the last row at the very, very top Of the entire stadium. And I was like, oh, okay. My seats are awesome compared to Tawny's. (laughs) uh, um, So, but I mean, they have enormous screens. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. Oh, enormous screens. Oh, I mean, you know, you can see that that Taylor Swift's, you know, lipstick looks perfect, you know, and that her eyeliner is flawlessly executed. And she... Of course
0: course it is. Would you expect anything less? I mean, she always looks she's all so put together i mean granted i know that's part of her image but i just am like wow could you just one day just not look
1: she's perfection perfect she is in every picture exactly that's the thing i mean so she's she has that much talent and she is flawless to look at absolutely flawless yet she's still manages to come across as authentic and cute and it's like wow yeah, very approachable yes yeah, yeah
0: no that's her whole thing you know like say she does little like you know, concerts with like 50 people and hangs with like, you know, her good pals. I mean, now, now um, I saw a picture of her, gosh, where did I see that? I think it was when, um in an old people magazine, but mm-hmm. she has, you know, she has this little flock of girls that, you know, all these 20 somethings and oh, now yeah. Serena Williams is now in the mix. Like she oh. brought Serena Williams up on stage in New York, but there was like four or five other, other, I shouldn't call them girls, but they feel like girls to me, um, women, mm-hmm. uh, and I can't remember who else there were, but you know, just all the, so she,
1: all see, the, yeah, they do that. So she has, you know, here in Seattle, she didn't fly them in, but she, you know, the, during some of the costume changes, she, um, they show video of, you know, Lena Dunham, Selena Gomez, um, that, yeah, that Cara De kind of, yeah. or whatever from Paper Towns, um, Carly Kloss, um, a bunch of those gals talking about her or, you know, Taylor showing off her cats, you know, and it's just, it's, it's unbelievable. And so, so I watched it as a fan of Taylor Swift's music and as an entrepreneur, just admiring her business acumen. And yeah. um, so I kind of experienced it on several different levels. And I tell you, so, you know, beforehand I was like, what did I do? I paid $325 for those two tickets. And now I'm like, oh, worth every single penny I would have paid three times more and I am a cheapskate like just, Oh, it was, it was amazing. And, uh, you know, she brought out a couple different guests, including, um, the quarterback of the Seattle Seahawks, Russell Wilson. And I mean, I thought my ears were going to bleed. People were screaming so loudly.
0: (laughs) (laughs) so funny because on our trip, you know, we just got, uh, recently got back from that, uh, our road trip, which we Mm. talked about earlier, but are on a different podcast. Um, But the 12th man, oh, my gosh, like we are like it's everywhere in Seattle, everywhere. I mean, (laughs) the EMP Museum, which is the entertainment and something else. It's a very, very cool museum Mm -hmm. um, down in the Seattle Center. They have a whole floor Devoted to the twelfth man, which then Grant told me that the the man who owns the museum also owns the Seahawks, so it makes sense. But oh. holy cow, they love their Seahawks out there. I yeah,
1: mean, yeah. It was so
0: funny. We bought, we went and bought when we got home. We went and bought Mason, our dog, a new collar because uh he needed one. And um and we we're looking at them, and I and I pulled out this this blue, you know, navy blue and, and Kelly green one. That I thought was cute, and then goes, "No, that's the Seahawks colors. Oh, I don't my that.
1: <laughs> Oh my goodness! So it made an impact on him. Yeah, he. Uh, yeah. Well, it, it's.
0: <laughs> I mean, you know, and I get it. I mean, there's a lot of pride associated with that, but it is, you know, until you kind of are immersed in it as an outsider, you don't realize. Yeah. You know how fanatical people can get about sports.
1: It was funny though because um, when they brought him out, I w- and you know, and the concert was at the stadium where the Seahawks play. A part of me thought, oh, I'm sorry you guys lost the the Super Bowl. I'm like, oh, that's too bad. Remember? And then I forgot how close it was that they lost in the final seconds. And it's, you know, I was, oh. Um, So, but they also uh, brought out, Taylor Swift brought out um, Sierra, the singer. And then about a minute later, brought out Russell Wilson, or about two minutes later, brought out Russell Wilson. And. Um, So I said to Phoebe, I'm like, I think they're dating. She's like, no, they're not. They're not even like touching each other. And so I guess there's this whole thing that they truly are dating, yet they are um, celibate. And um, that Russell Wilson has this whole plan that he's supposed to... Oh my goodness that God told him to start dating Sierra and and I was like wow okay we missed the subtitles on that whole interchange wow
0: wow <laughs> did they did they sing or anything I don't even know who Sierra is, who is Uh that?
1: so she's a she's a artist I mean she's um like a, kind of like a kind of a minor league uh, you know a uh, um, pop singer um I bet you so yeah so she came out so she, they um taylor swift had brought out a special guest earlier um whose name i'm totally spacing on out. Now. um not you jonah you'd know spiffy Web he sings um trap um trap queen oh. i
0: don't know
1: uh, Speffy, spiffy I don't know. So he, so he had done, and I guess he just got nominated for a whole bunch of awards. So he did a song. So then when Sierra came out, she did not have Taylor Swift did not have her singing. I'm like, Oh, that's unusual. And they just kind of, so they just stood there and um, waved, everybody waved their arms because you get, when you get to the concert, you get this special bracelet. That's kind of rubberized and but you can see that it has some um, electronics in it. And then Mm. it changes colors and someone at the concert controls it so that at you know when she played the first um, song that wasn't off the new album it was off of red so everybody's bracelets went red and um oh my god and then or they blink blue it was a little frightening it was a little frightening and but i thought it was only controlled by that and then then <laughs> People who know me will love this story that we're walking out. There had been a Mariners game beforehand and the field that they play is right next door. So there was a ton of foot traffic there. And some of the streets were closed down and Phoebe and I are walking across the street. And what do I see on the ground? But a dime. I'm like, oh, yeah. So I reached down to pick up this dime. And by jutting out my hand, the bracelet then flashes color. And I was like, oh. And I'm like, oh, okay, it must be like controlled by, you know, when you move your wrist in a certain manner. So,
0: but but they pick what color they want to have. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that yes, yeah, so that was that was a little freaky. So it you know, maybe they were also mind controlling me, and that's why I was so in awe during the entire concert. But well, I was
0: gonna say it feels a little I don't know, that, that's I mean I, I oh, get it, TJ, but that's a
1: little too much. Oh no, oh, but you wait. She just seems so genuine during the whole thing. And the the yes, the high production numbers, I was like, Yeah, okay, that's awesome. Like, shake it off, okay, yeah, whatever. But it was the ones where she was more genuine, like when she, oh She played mean all by herself with just this guitar out on the end of this really long runway. And I love that song. And it wasn't on the official set list because I Googled it and looked it up beforehand. And um, so it was when she did things like that that I was like, oh, she just is a talented, talented performer who touches the lives of people. That's all I have to say. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> sounds good. You know, it sounds like I, you know, I went to see rent when I lived in New York city it was when it first, first came out, like, uh-huh. you know, it, but it hadn't won any awards yet. I mean, it was, it was on its way. I mean, people knew about it. It wasn't like I like discovered oh, it, but, yeah. uh-huh. um, but I went, uh, but I went, you know, at the very early part of the run. And I remember I, your feeling reminds me of how I felt. I mean, I remember just for three or four l- or longer days I was like just flying. I mean, I remember I worked at self magazine then and, you could take the stairs and I um instead of to go down to the mail room and i was like, you know, I would take the stairs just so I could like stop and think about the songs, you know, instead of
1: taking the elevator. <laughs> you want some private remember,
0: time. It was, just, it was so good. You know, and you put the and then you put you listen to the music nonstop. Oh right? yeah. You're just oh like, please. Oh yeah, walk, Stop.
1: we were out for a walk last evening and I'm like, I need to turn on Taylor Swift. So <laughs> 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 yeah
0: yeah that's awesome well good well I'm so excited I'm so glad you had such a good time and I'm looking oh, yeah. forward to it oh, wow. um, yeah I it's, I think I'm gonna have seats like your friend did but um but it's the experience oh yeah nothing else and oh it's yeah it's fun to see it through the um you know through Amelia's eyes and Phoebe's eyes I'm sure oh yeah
1: yeah yeah so and I do have to say so um Tim, as you know, for you're incredibly thoughtful. And for Christmas uh, or the holidays, you made us all on the AMR team. You made us, and some of our kids, you made us um, Are We Out of the Woods shirts yet? With this really cool graphic on it that you had a designer do. And they were just very special. And so I thought, oh, I'm going to be so just unique and wearing it. Everyone's going to ask me about it at the concert. Oh, no. Like, people, like people had such elaborately done up costumes that I was like, yeah. oh, yeah, my, like, dinky shirt, like, is nothing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, you know, there were a ton of women and young women and teenagers dressed up as, you know, the cheerleader that she plays in Shake It Off or oh, um, wow. just all these different. things. Oh, my gosh. And then so funny. I love nothing better than a timely or geographically um, appropriate joke. And you know how in the um, one song she talks about um, I've got a long list of ex-lovers. Um, it's and so but it sounds like she says I've got a long list of Starbucks lovers. So of course, Mm -hmm. Starbucks is headquartered less than a mile from where this stadium was playing in Seattle. And so there are all these people, you know, wearing things that say, welcome to the land of Starbucks lovers, or, uh, you know, all these things. And I'm like, that is so clever. (laughs) yeah 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 so it was fantastic so um and i and i have to say i was um glad to not be in my boot i saw several people who were there in a boot or in a cast and so i'm glad to be you know on coming back from my injury instead of going to go see the concert and injured status so um that leads us into you know what we're going to talk about today dimity which is coming back from injury why don't you refresh our minds about what what your injury is before I remind people, oh, of mine.
0: it's on my um, genetically not predisposed to running right foot. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the right foot that's also had a Morton's neuroma removed, a bun, a failed bunionectomy. Mm. I still have a bunion on that foot. Um, I believe this is the one that had the ingrown toenail. And then I have a a broken fourth toe that I, you know, I clipped in the middle of the night as a, when I, my kids were younger, somehow getting up to get them and I never got it straightened. So it kind of veers off to the, to the right. <laughs>
1: kind oh, of no. And then isn't compared. one of your, one of your stress fractures was in that foot or no?
0: Yeah, I had a stress fracture. Um, yep. Um, that was, uh, I've had a stress fracture in each foot and I can't remember if this one was the heel um, or the,
1: I think it was the one, the one from I the ice. In Salt Lake. I think it was the Salt Lake. Salt
0: Lake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah stress in that one. So, yeah. So this foot, I mean, when I went to the podiatrist um, to have him take a look at what it is, it's a plantar plate strain um, and it's underneath, it's on the ball of my foot um, underneath kind of between the located somewhere around right under the third toe. And it's just a little niggly of an injury. I mean, it's not a broken bone. It's not a torn ligament. It is just this little, beasting that, um, you know, unfortunately, <laughs> isn't, isn't going away. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I, I have great plans to get into physical therapy, or maybe see acupuncturist, it just is a time and, and money thing, quite honestly, you know, mm-hmm. because it's like, it's not life and death, obviously. Um, so it's hard for me to justify spending, you know, yet more money on trying to get my body back in shape. Um, but at the same time, like, I mean, I got up the other night in the middle of the night, and I was like, walking barefoot. I can't, I can't walk barefoot. Oh. It hurts so badly. So, um, so I was walking barefoot because Ben had, uh, had wet his bed and I had to change the sheets and deal with him and all that. And I was just like, Oh my God, you know, my foot is just killing me. I'm mm. dealing with my nine year old who's still wetting it. You know, it was one of those like,
1: mm-hmm. what what was was me? me?" yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, but anyway, so that's what I have. And, you know, I mean, is it better? Yes. But, you know, I mean, you know, yesterday I ran, like seven miles cumulatively. I ran to Orange Theory Fitness, Mm -hmm. um, which is about a two mile run. And then I did about three miles on the treadmill there, you know, different intervals and stuff, and then ran two miles home. So, I mean, that's a great, that's a great workout. I'm Mm -hmm. not, I'm not saying that that wasn't great. And, you know, but it, I mean, today I was like, I can't even put any pressure on it. So
1: gosh, and and it's
0: really, uh,
1: I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. And it's been bothering you since September of last year. I don't need to remind you um, of that. Yeah. But.
0: October. I heard it in October. I mean, it's, it's going on a year. I mean, it's going on a year and mm-hmm. it's one of those things that, you know, you can't forget. Like it's mm-hmm. always.
1: Cause it's you always, got, cause you got to walk. Cause <laughs> you got to put yeah, weight on your feet yeah, to get I around. Mean, it's like it, <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, and there are some, I mean, I have orthotics that help a lot, um, and, uh, and I've learned that not wearing socks, um, really helps me running, mm-hmm. um, which sounds so bizarre, but, uh, but again, like that, that left toe that, that fourth toe that veers off to the right mm-hmm. is, um, when I put socks on it and I just feel like somehow like the combination of a sock, plus the way that my foot is, you know, now mm-hmm. looks and is set up at plus mm-hmm. the injury. Like, I feel like it's just a vice just you know, just clamping down right on that spot. And it, so, I mean, I've tried, I mean, we have great socks. I mean, we have great Balaga socks. We have soft sole socks. Like I love yeah, my we, socks, but yeah. there isn't a pair that doesn't um, constrict, you know? Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, and so don't, don't even get you started I mean, on wearing, pro
1: compression. My goodness.
0: Then. <laughs> I know. I know. I like, I love the pro compression sleeves. I like a good cow. Oh, yeah. Sleeve. Yeah. Don't, mm-hmm. don't touch my toes. Um, <laughs> So uh, so the Saucony Kinbaras, um are a pair of shoes that I have been wearing, and they have an, a really nice liner in them. I mean, so the first time I went out without socks, because I was like, oh, I'm going to come home with blisters, but it feels so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't. I haven't. Um, now, I've got some trail runs in my future, and obviously winter is coming, and socks are necessary for both of those things. So I'm not quite sure what the answer is there, but um, we'll see.
1: Yeah, yeah, huh. Oh my goodness. Well, so, and then my, my injury. So before we jump into the topic, I'll just, you know, um, give a brush up. So I have, I've also learned a term recently about what I had, which is a, um, trimallular trimallular fracture, which is a very hard word to say. Um, which means that, uh, one of my bones was fractured in three places. So my tibia, which is the, um, A bigger bone on the inside that was fractured had one fracture in it and that got pins put in it and then um my fibula which is the smaller more delicate bone on the outside of um, your lower leg or my lower leg as well is um was fractured in three places and that got a plate attached to it and uh, then you know with the pins attached, uh, through the plate. And so there's a big section of the plate where there's no pins and that's cause that's where the three fractures were. And I guess a little bit still are. So, um, and that I very fortunately got cleared to start running again, 12 weeks in a day after surgery, um, to get all that hardware put in. Um, and so I am now, um, taking what you often have taught Dimity, the whole, um, walk running coming back and um, putting yeah how's it going putting that into play uh i am very pleased with how it's going i um so we stayed the night in seattle and the next m- morning went running with um a friend of ours friend of jack's i guess um will who is training for his first marathon he's going to do it on his 60th birthday next june and so we were um staying at his ex-wife's house this is right near um I want to say Discovery Park or it's, it's the biggest park in Seattle. And so we went, it was on trail and there were hills and it was on dirt, but it was nice and soft dirt. And so we walked, ran, but um, I had forgotten to pack my soleus and Will had not worn his watch over. So we um, just kind of went by feel and it felt amazing. And we just would, I'd be like, okay, let's, let's walk now. Okay. We'll start running again. And then, um, yeah. And then yesterday I went running, walk running again, uh, after bar class. So I'm at, uh, right now, half mile walking, half mile running and doing that about three oh, times. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, that's awesome. job. um, Oh, thanks. So, I mean, so let's start with talking about, you know, so how were you with this injury, Dim? were you off from running for a specific amount of time, or were you able to continue doing a slight bit of running during it? and, and, you know,
0: no, I, I was in a boot. Remember, I, I don't oh, you remember, yeah. but I, I was in my boot. I mean, I've been in that boot, you know, three too, times. Too many times. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, probably, um, a combination of, if I add them all up, it's probably been close to six months in a boot, if not more. Oh yeah. Um, and, um, so I, when I, so I, I did not run, obviously I, I could not run. Um, what did I do when running wasn't an option? So, I mean, my bike is always my go-to and I think bike is great because, uh, it, um, it takes the weight off of you. So mm-hmm. you are not you're not impacting anything, even on an elliptical, it's not the same impact on your joints, but you're standing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that, it, that has more weight on, if you have a, a, you know, a lower leg or some kind of leg injury, I feel like the bike just is a better choice for me anyway.
1: Yeah, Well, because you got most so, of your weight in your tuchus. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And
0: you can, you know, and if you want it more, you know, intensity, you can always up the gears or, you know, stand and climb or whatever mm-hmm. you want to do, but, um, but it's a nice place to start. So, um, so that's what I mostly do. I, um, each time I've got, I've been injured, I, I have a bike trainer. So you attach the rear wheel to, um, to a trainer that basically helps you spin in place. And then, um, we put a flat pedal on the foot that's injured, um, mm-hmm. so that I can just, I wear my uh, parasocones that are super comfortable um
1: oh, that's and, interesting uh, and... do you, I'm sorry do you cl- so you clip in with your good foot and uh just wear so that only yeah. one oh that's interesting because I that never occurred to me that never occurred to me dimity <laughs> I can't believe that I have yeah. a bike that, uh, so I was allowed to, I have a hybrid Trek bike that I, um, have these nifty pedals that they're flat on one side and, and I can clip in on the other side. It never occurred to me to wear a clip in on my left foot and just my sock in the on my right one. <laughs> yeah.
0: I don't know if I would do it on the road. Uh-huh. I mean, cause that's, you're gonna, you know, that just, just because you're not even, uh. um, I just feel like that might, um, cause I'm just, I'm just, uh, guessing here, but I'm thinking that if you're outriding riding, and uh-huh. your and your right foot is injured, and your left foot is clipped in, oh. and you need to stop. Oh, I put my right foot down. Put your right foot down mm-hmm. because it hurts. And then, and then, so then you're out unclipping your left one, like you could do it, but you would just have to be really uh-huh. uh, cognizant of what you are doing.
1: Yeah. And I also um, worry that maybe I wouldn't, I'd be like, wait, which one do I have to unclip from? Like, which, which ankle do I need to like flick out and get out of this, the clip? So, yeah, yeah. but it just, and that's funny that that was clever of you to do it. So at least the one leg was getting the slightly better workout.
0: Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, they were, I mean, I feel like they, I mean, yes, obviously one leg was getting more circular circular circles i guess <laughs> you know more 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 pressure the whole way through mm-hmm. but i mean for the most part you know i felt pretty even i was pretty cognizant of trying to keep it even mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah so that's what i did and even when i had that really bad stress fracture my heel mm-hmm. I also did that, but instead of wearing a tennis shoe, I wore, um, I had a, uh, one of those really cute, like foot surgery boots, oh. you know, that are basically like a a hard sole yeah. and then Velcro across the top. Mm-hmm. Um, that was from my like bunionectomy back in the day. So I wore that, um, because that, you know, definitely protected everything mm. and kept it, uh, you know,
1: you have, a, you have an rigid. arsenal of these uh, recovery. I do. <laughs> like, oh, I, which one? I I like, you know,
0: go to clean out that closet. I'm like, God, I just want to get rid of it, and I'm like, I better not. I better
1: <laughs> oh not. yeah, no. The so. insurance will be like, no, we <laughs> paid for it before. <laughs> so, um, right. um, and then, well, I'm, you know, you are, um, uh, you downplay yourself, but you are a very gifted swimmer. I mean, why don't, why do you feel you don't swim more when, when you're injured? Um, I
0: swim some. I mean, <laughs> I swim some. I. I will swim when I'm told to swim. If I'm training for a triathlon, I will go swim. You know, if that's on the books or, you know, an assigned workout, I, it's the, um, it's the steps of swimming that drive me crazy. It's the, you know, packing up the bag the night before and making sure I have my goggles and my, and my like, you know, shoes that, so, because the floor is so gross Mm -hmm. in that locker room and, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just all the steps, Mm -hmm. um, that I just, and then, then smelling like chlorine all day. And, Mm. I don't know. I mean I like swimming, um, but I don't I don't love it. I don't I'd rather I'd rather ride my bike and like listen to something or mm-hmm. watch something or I mean I you know, swimming I, I i would swim once or twice a week, twice a week's max. Oh but again, like I have to be motivated to do it. And I like uh, you know, if I was on a oh, I don't know, I, mean, I talk uh, I you know, if I was on a swim team, I'm not oh, a team. Oh a but, masters you know, team. Like a, Part of a master's group, I would Mm -hmm. probably go more often because I'd be paying for it, and because then I'd have some impetus with the someone else studying the workout and trying to, you know. So I don't know. So Mm -hmm. and in like uh, I know I've talked about the pool at my gym. It's not. It's just it's as as pools go. It's fine, but it's not. Mm -hmm. It's not super sanitized. I just don't. (laughs) I always feel gross. I always feel gross. When I'm in motion, I'm fine, but like getting in, gross. Mm -hmm. Getting out being in the shower, gross. Like if I had to, it's just not the, it's just not what I like. So oh,
1: gosh. Cause I mean, I, cause I love swimming so much. I'm, I am truly a Pisces and I don't know. And then, and then sometimes when I'm in the water, I'm like thinking, Oh, it must feel so different for Dimity. Cause she's so good at it. And, um,
0: thank you. I mean, I just think I, I, I am, I am, I am efficient. I will not, you know, I mean, I, I am efficient in the water, but, um, but a lot of it is just my body. You know, just I mean, I have I. You know, I'm not Michael Phelps, but I'm shaped like him. You yeah, know, with yeah. like
1: big hands, big long feet.
0: levers. I have big flippers. You know, mm-hmm. I can really grab the water and pull through. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just being tall.
1: Yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. And, and being and, efficient. Yeah. And 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 you're good at it. I mean, so. Well, um, yeah. I
0: mean, I started young. So that, yeah. you know, that right. helped. I mean, I started young and I had a coach. So if you start with good technique, it's, you know, it's yeah, easy no. to, you know, to you know that up.
1: You know, I taught myself how to swim with my face in the water, right? I've told you that. But yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. You yeah that yes. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so anyway, so I feel I'm, a, I'm still on a learning curve, but, um, but you're, Mo- you're a little spazzy in the water. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. But you know, I can't see myself doing it. So that's okay. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so, uh, but, uh, Molly, my running partner is training for a triathlon and it's taken me a while, but I finally realized, I think that she did it part, you know, certainly to have a new challenge, but also to then not be just in this total running groove over the summer. And so it's nice to be coming back and that, that I get to do some of the workouts with her that she is wanting to do. And one of those is, is open water swimming. And mm-hmm. so, um, so because the triathlon, it's supposed to be in the Willamette river And, um, uh, there's might be algae, so they might cancel the swim portion, but, um, but so she did all this research about where we should go swimming and she found this pond about 20 minutes North of Portland and we went there and it was just heavenly, heavenly and, um, just the 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 color of the water was so beautiful, and it was so clear, and there wasn't any vegetation in the part where I was swimming, and it was super deep. Like I sort of wondered, like, oh, did a glacier make this? Like, did a comet from you know the dinosaur era make it, or something? I don't know. Like, why it's like almost like a cauldron or something? Because it's they have um, um, stakes in the water, and I mean, it's 14 feet deep, very close to shore. Um, and, wow. and I just, it's, I don't know if I, if I had something like that closer to me, I, I sometimes think I could just become a, a mother swimmer. Um, like I like it that much. Um, wow. that's yeah. great. that's great. Yeah. So, so being injured, you know, reminded me that, oh yeah, there's other things I like to do. Uh, yeah. Um, so I think, Definitely. you know, Definitely. yeah. Cause also, cause I feel like you've discovered orange theory fitness because you haven't been able to run as much. Would you agree with that?
0: Yeah. I mean, I would have done that anyway, I think, but, um, but that's a lot of running in there. I mean, so mm-hmm. when I was, when I first started Orange Theory, I, I wasn't running. I mean, a treadmill is a big part of the workout there. So they have bikes that you can use bikes and a, what they call mm-hmm. strider, which is kind of like a very basic elliptical. Mm-hmm. So they have two kind of spinning bikes. So that's, I would do those. Um, so it's just, you know, the bike has just been good for me overall. I mean, mm-hmm. that's the, that's my go-to second thing when I'm, when I can't run.
1: So um, we also wanted in this podcast to mix in a couple comments from uh, the AMR tribe, the Another Mother Runner tribe. And um, this uh, comment comes from Beth on from our Facebook page. And um, she says, I'm coming back from a pubic stress fracture. Yes, it's exactly what it sounds like. Uh, so so Beth was off running for nine and a half weeks and got clear to start again on National Running Day. How appropriate. She said, I cross trained on the stationary bike and elliptical once I got the OK. So I retained decent fitness. Physically, returning to running has been pretty good. Mentally, it's tough. I'm not the runner I was before I was injured, and it's hard to not compare myself to her. I also worry every little ache is another injury waiting to strike. But I've learned some valuable lessons. And, Dim, I know this will resonate greatly with you. Um, running isn't a have-to, it's a get-to. Pace and distance don't make a run good or bad. Taking a few days or even nine and a half weeks... Off from running isn't the end of the world. Strength and cross-training kick your ass in a whole new way and help create stronger runners. Which, uh, Amen
0: to that, Beth, absolutely.
1: Yes, amen to several of those comments. Yeah, that, um, you know, I, I... I, you know, before I got injured, I would have been like, oh, yeah, you know, I guess, I guess I feel that way. And now I'm like, wow, I, Molly and I went three miles and I got to run a mile and a half of that broken up into half mile increments. And I, you know, I'm just like, wow, rock star. So, you yeah. know, it, it, yeah. it gives you, it definitely gives
0: you a whole, really a whole new perspective on running. And that's, um, you know, it's hard. Again, it's, and let's, it's, it's kind of like college, you know, you can go like, oh, you can go visit, you know, and do a little visit for a weekend, but until you're really immersed in it and mm-hmm. realize like, oh, this is where I'm going to school, then you really get the flavor of the school and the mm-hmm. flavor of your life like, oh yeah, I, you know, I might have tweaked my hamstring. I'm going to take, you know, 5 days off. Oh, I have 5 months off. Like there's a real difference mm-hmm. there. And um and I think you really um the appreciation grows when obviously the longer the injury.
1: Yes, yes, most definitely. And I also, one thing in there in Beth's comment that I really related to, particularly when I was coming back from plantar fasciitis um, four years ago, when she said, I also worry every little ache is another injury waiting to strike. And um, it's like, oh, oh, wait, why does my knee hurt a little bit? Am I totally compromising my stride because of my bad ankle? Like maybe this is now going, now I'll have a knee injury and oh my gosh, and then I'll be sidelined again. And it's, you know, the the mind can can race a little bit. Um, when you're coming back from an injury, so that's always always tough. Absolutely, yeah, yeah
0: no, absolutely, gotta kind of just keep keep it in check a little bit.
1: Yes, yes. Um, and uh, one the good news is
0: that you don't hit many slides during your runs,
1: so <laughs> um, you're all... be all right. Although with my, you know, I know you pointed that out to me when when we were getting to do my first run together. You know, if I come back too fast, I can do some damage, and also, um, but one thing that my I saw my PT this morning, and um, sh- I was saying that. Um, oddly enough, now that uh, most of the swelling has gone down, I'm a lot more aware of my hardware in my leg and that I'm Uh. starting to worry like, Oh, does this mean now I'm always going to feel my hardware and then I'll have to get it out. And that's another surgery and another downtime and all this stuff. And she's like, you know what? This might just be a stage. I was like, Oh, I like that way of thinking might just be a stage. Um, and, and also she's like, Oh, and there's a lot of things we can do for that. And so I guess that that is one thing I want to impress on you and the people who are listening is that yes PT costs money but gosh the results are just amazing just amazing um yeah. you know and to reiterate I am a cheapskate so um so you know this is this is from somebody who doesn't like to spend money saying that I feel it is incredibly well worth the money and the you know the the work they can do with you at the physical therapy um, clinic itself as well as exercises they can give you and that feeling of accountability, knowing that someone's going to be like, oh, so have you been doing it and and what results have you seen? And um, so, you know, so like today, she worked a lot on my scars because she was saying it could just be that there's nerve sensitivity to the hardware now that some of the swelling has subsided. And so she did, sure. so she did and on my scar itself. Um, oh, <laughs> lovely. Which is making my palms sweat just remembering it. Um, mm-hmm. But... <laughs> but uh, I, I mean, it felt so much, she's like, Oh, so does it hurt now when I touch there?" I'm like, Nope, not anymore. So, Good. you know, um, pretty fast. Yeah. I
0: mean, I get, I know that physical therapy is worth it. I know. I mean, I know that it's and part of it is just like sitting down and making the time to do mm-hmm. it. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, it's everything else, right. I mean, mm-hmm. it's Pilates, it's foam rolling. It's all that self-care that, you know, but it's a whole nother, you know, it's a whole nother layer of, Oh, I've got to call this appointment and call and make this appointment fill out forms, you know, but what if it doesn't work, you know, and it's just, mm-hmm. there's a, you know, it's just a,
1: it's a lot of hurdles. Yeah.
0: It's just, it's just on the list. It's on the list.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. <laughs> so, um, so, um, I mean, what have you found most effective for your recovery either this time or from previous injuries? Um,
0: I mean, patience more than anything, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's the most important thing I think, especially for me who it's, Uh, by nature, impatient person. Um, So just realizing that, like, as Beth said, you know, you can't compare yourself to the runner that you were, Mm -hmm. you may come out actually stronger because of the, you know, I mean, I do strength training too, when I'm injured and more than I do typically. So that always helps um, Mm -hmm. as does you know, just doing something different and and going back to the bike. I mean, you can become a stronger runner on the bike really easily by keeping your cadence up to, you know, around 90 RPMs, um, Mm -hmm. because that keeps, you know, that's kind of the cadence that you want to have on the road, quick feet, quick feet. And, um, so just, there's a lot of stuff that crosses over. So, so it's not necessarily, um, you know, like she said, she hasn't lost her cardiovascular fitness. She's lost her running specific fitness. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, and that's hard, but being patient and just knowing that that will come back with time and hard work, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and knowing that, you know, you will have a, a better appreciation for it when it does come back. That's, that's probably my best,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, you know, yeah. It tool. Was- I don't know. So uh, yesterday when Molly and I were running together and the, the, so we walk a half mile and then we start the first half mile of running. And I just was like, Oh my gosh, I am so out of shape. This sucks so badly. I, I can't believe I'm breathing this hard. It feels so difficult on my entire system. And then by, you know, and then we walk for a half mile and then to do the next one, I'm like, Oh, this one's much better. Like I didn't need to be so doom and gloom in that first one. And then by the third one, I felt great. And I was like, finally walking back to the car i'm like hey molly um i'm now remembering that the first mile of every run kind of sucks like that <laughs> so it's yeah, not it's exactly. not some post-injury you know you're totally out of shape sarah it's just it was the first half mile <laughs> yeah
0: yeah exactly yeah exactly
1: so um so yeah so i i um in terms of uh finding things that are effective i mean you know so i've sang the praises of pt and then also acupuncture which i had done before when i suffered from secondary infertility and when i had plantar fasciitis and so i didn't realize though that there are um sports medicine acupuncturists um you know practitioners who really specialize in helping people come back from sports injuries and um you know you have talked that you're thinking about finding one and and we're talking about having um my guy my sports acupunctures on the podcast in a, in a couple months but it it is really effective and it is different than the other type of acupuncture I've done it um, is not as transporting and meditative and I don't feel it's really working my chi all that much but um, I definitely feel more it's your ankle yeah I feel more <laughs> limber and um, free like free my range of motion frees up a lot when I get off the table mm-hmm. um so I found that to be really f- effective and you know um we've talked about grass and technique before on here I mean I think that is hugely beneficial for so many injuries um so yeah yeah so some of the other comments uh, maybe you want to read the one from um Kimberly or um
0: sure um, so she is in the find your strong marathon challenge and lives in Portland. Mm-hmm. Um, and she says, I was training for the Nike women's marathon in 2008, 2009 while visiting my parents in Arizona. I went for a training run and was spooked by a bird. I stepped weird and tore soleus, which is her calf prognosis, lots of physical therapy. Luckily it was a partial rupture and I was able to resume low pack, low impact exercise in just a couple of weeks and running again after seven or eight but no marathon for me that year. The biggest hurdle and one I still face today is Achilles tendonitis. It can flare up in the most inopportune times. Like the day before my last marathon, I ended up walking a lot of it as a result. In hindsight, I wish I followed my PT's recommendation, but recommendations better as I believe that is why I still have the Achilles issues. I still see a physical therapist and chiropractor on occasion for scraping, which I believe is um, grasped in another word for that, slash mm-hmm. rehab, but as long as I don't overdo it on the hills, which is tough in Portland, and really take my time to warm up, I'm good. I'm ready to take on Hood to Coast, Hello Hills, and New York City Marathon this year. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, so she's a little uh, personal testimony that you gotta you gotta follow the physical therapist's recommendations, right?
1: Yeah. So, and and I wrote about that um, for the Twenty Six Strong program about how sometimes it's not fun to follow the recommendations, but what a difference it can make particularly long-term, you know, so that it can feel very slow while it's happening, but then long-term it means that you're not going to be sidelined, you know, six months down the road or, you know, a year later when you sign up for your next race or something like that. So you have to be really, um, smart in how you approach your, your comeback. Um, so, um,
0: well, and I mean, I also feel like sometimes, I mean, my experience, so I, I, I haven't, I mean, I've done physical therapy before, but you know, I, I tend, like, there's a great chiropractor that I use here in Denver, who's also a massage therapist. Mm -hmm. And so she, I go to her, um, you know, again, not, (laughs) not regularly, but, but I use her, um, you know, occasionally. Um, but I mean, physical therapy, that's exactly it. I mean, I remember when we were training for Nike women's and, you know, I was, you know, had the stress fracture, so I was on the bike, but I was, you know, I was getting really, I was getting really strong and I was having some issues, based on the stress fracture in my, um, in my knee. Mm. And I go to the physical therapist and she's having me like roll on the ground, you know? Mm -hmm. And I, and I mean, it's, and she was a very, she's a very good, I mean, she's a mother runner. She's, it's not like she's old school, like, you know, 1950. I mean, she's up on the education. She's up on the research and all that. I'm like, it is so hard to say, okay, I'm going to tackle this like really hard 90 minute bike ride And then I have to spend 20 minutes like rolling on the floor, you know, (laughs) because it just, there's just, it's just like two, two ends of the, you know, the range of exercise, you know, and, and the rolling again, like the rolling every, you know, it was getting one side of my body to engage that wouldn't engage. That was the point of it. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's like, you know, is that really satisfying? No. Over six months, is that really satisfying? Yes. But it's that six months being... Diligent and patient enough to do it, which, you know, I wasn't, you
1: know? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. See, I do it before I, I get up a little earlier. I set my alarm um, about 15 minutes earlier than so that I can do my stuff beforehand so that it feels kind of like a wake up process. And so, you know, I start sure. by, you know, rolling on the trigger point grid and then kind of ease into things <laughs> this morning. Uh, Well, yesterday morning, Miller, our cat, was just like pouncing on me and trying to attack me. I'm like, no, this isn't going to fly, cat, like because he wanted out. So today I got up and walked downstairs and put him out before I started my exercises. And it was so much tougher to walk down the stairs without doing my little preamble thing. So, um really? yeah. Wow, that's yeah. 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 So, um well, it was also super early. Molly was picking me up at 5:20, so it was it was 4:55. So, even in my prime, I'm not sure walking down the stairs would have been my my best, but um sure. yes, yes. So, um Yeah. So it can be tough, but I I don't I also like that PTs give a lot of different exercises. And so I'm always kind of intrigued to see what the results can be. And like today she gave me one and it's a step down from a bottom step. And she's like, Oh, well, as long as you're at it, just do it on your non-affected leg as I've learned to call it. And, you know, she's like, you know, it'll help with your range of motion. I'm like, Oh, okay, great. Like maybe I'll be, you know, a better runner because of this. Um,
0: very well
1: could be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, and so I'd like to chime in also with um, a comment from Phoebe um, in New Hampshire, who uh, we've talked about before on this podcast, but she tore her ACL in um, when she was chaperoning a... Um, group of first graders on a skiing field trip. And um, one of the kids ran into her when she was getting off the chairlift. um, And she was she
0: she was training for like a 50 K or a 50. She was training
1: for a big race. Good memory. Yes, she was. And so, um, and she had also, she'd qualified for Boston. And so about 400 days after her accident, Her comeback race was the Boston Marathon, and, um, you know, she was slower than she would have been without the injury, but she was just so grateful to be there, and so and she completed it. And uh, the comment that she um, emailed to us was, don't try to come back too fast, no matter how badass you feel. And it doesn't matter what I say, because everybody said it to me, and I ignored it and had to have several setbacks before (laughs) I realized it was not a character flaw if I needed to give my knee time to heal which again, all goes back to that patience thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it really is. I mean, it's, yeah, we can sit here and like spew advice all day long. And it's so hard because, you know, I can give it, I've been there a gazillion times, I can give it, but until you're in the middle of it, you you know, it doesn't, it doesn't resonate. And even then you're like, oh, but, but I'll be the one that beats it, Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. I'll be the one that, that, that'll be different, you know? I mean, I remember coming back, um, my first run back from when I was out of my boot in when we were training for Nike women's. And I think I told you this when we were running together, I, um, or did I share this in the podcast? I can't remember. If I share it on the podcast, stop me because I don't want to repeat the story, but, um, you know, uh, my coach, uh, Ileana at the time said, um, you know, go out and do like a walk, run thing, you know? And, and I think I was maybe running a little bit more because, um, because I've been training really hard with the, the bike. So maybe say it was like a five minute running, three minute walking, you know, mm-hmm. for say thirty minutes
1: mm-hmm.
0: and uh or thirty-two minutes. And uh and <laughs> I was math like, there, oh, Dimity. that was what? good. I, yeah, yeah. I thought you were gonna correct me, so I had to make sure that I got the math right. Um, and so uh so anyway, so um I was like, Oh, I'm gonna show her, I'm gonna go for an hour. You know, I'm just gonna oh. run for an hour straight and show her how well, you know. I mean oh. that, you know, in my head I had that because I wanted that, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um you know, and I got out there running and I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so hard. (laughs) No, I'm not. And I did my little workout as prescribed and went Mm -hmm. home, but, but it is hard to be like, Oh, she doesn't, you know, she doesn't know what she's talking. I know that I could do this, you know, Mm -hmm. because you have done it before and you want to do it really badly. And it's just one little part of your body that isn't cooperating. Right. It's not like Mm -hmm. the rest of you isn't all in. And so sometimes you just want to force it over the edge instead of you know, letting that one part dictate what's going on.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, and that's why I sort of think that my injury was almost um, an easier one because um, it was so traumatic and dramatic that, you know, I had this huge cast on my foot. So people were like, oh, do you miss running? And it was just you know like asking you know a fish do, do they miss riding a bicycle you know She's <laughs> like no yeah, that's sure. really not an option right now so i don't understand yeah. what you're talking about um sure yeah yeah so um so i think unfortunately that we're going to have to kind of wrap up this discussion but i wanted to end with the um comment from Kate um who she lives in Iowa and she was at our running retreat in Little Rock this spring and um She had not a not a running injury. She broke her elbow in what she describes as a clumsy, slow-moving bicycle accident, and she was off of running for six weeks while her elbow healed. During which time, uh, she admits she ate a lot of ice cream and discovered how quickly running helps, how much running helps keep her weight in check. And she says, "I really underestimated how long it would take me to get back to my pre-break level of fitness. Apart from the extra pounds I was hauling around, my body was still using a lot of resources to heal the break." This is part I like. I wish I could offer some tidy bit of advice, but my return to running was clunky and discouraging, and took twice as long as I expected. My very best advice: be kind to yourself, be patient with yourself. The injury really will turn into a distant memory. So,
0: amen to that as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that. That is something that I think hear it enough. Hopefully, you can take to heart. You know, mm-hmm. and. And if, and if you can't, you know, if you can't mentally take it to heart, then your body will pretty much physically make you take it to heart by, you know, asking you to slow down or hurting again or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And that's, I mean, that's a hard one. The, the broken, when you don't hurt yourself. Well, you know, when you, you don't hurt yourself running, right? I mean, I've had that when I broke my wrist, when I had my, um, oh, what are those stupid things called that, not cysts, what did I have in my uterus? oh um i couldn't stop polyps? bleeding
1: it, no not paul poly- <laughs> no they weren't polyps o- ovarian cysts oh i think they were ovarian cysts weren't they no they oh weren't. oh, they oh were... um um oh gosh does it begin with a t not oh gosh well that's such a good thing it's it such up. a distant memory dimity we can't even remember <laughs> what it was uh, fibroids 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 yes, <laughs> uh, oh, fibroids you, for 500 you. alex <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: seriously seriously i mean you know, I mean, that was another time where, I mean, obviously, now that I know what I had, I maybe mean, my running was affected on the pre side of that, right? Mm-hmm. When I was like, you know, <laughs> bleeding for like 14 days at a time, yeah. wondering why, you know, a three mile run felt like I just run a marathon. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, you know, I mean, surgery and coming back. And I mean, we have a lot of women that write in with hysterectomies or, you know, other issues that they have to get taken care of. And even if it's not a running thing, it's still your body healing. You know, mm-hmm. and that's, you know, surgery or, you know, surgery or broken bone that just needs to heal or whatever it is like that is stress on the body, just like mm-hmm. running is stress on the body. And so when you try to combine the two, you know, something's got to give
1: oh, and yeah. the healing's
0: going to go on hopefully. Right. So, oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, I, um, sl-
1: I slept so much when my, when my ankle was healing, partly just because I didn't want, I want to kind of escape. So sleeping seemed like a good escape, but you know, yeah, I would, I would yeah. go to bed at nine o'clock with my kids and sleep you know I didn't have to wake up to go running oh, So that's that <laughs> 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 it went to bed, nine yeah will do <laughs> I'm not really that injured but that, yeah that's early for some people yeah so um, yeah, yeah yeah so but um so just like the word fibroids it'll all become a distant memory eventually <laughs> <laughs> it will it will <laughs> although I
0: have to say there's times when I like I get like my periods like a little heavier than the normal I'm like oh they're coming back like I'm, I'm not I'm getting it out this time I'm getting a whole <laughs> I'm saying goodbye to my uterus. Because every time I get my period, I'm like, oh, God, should I have just pulled it? Should I have just pulled the block? You know?
1: Nice. Anyway, I, I
0: think it serves some purpose.
1: Yes. Yes, I think so. I think so. So well, let's let's finish up with the challenge corner, shall we?
0: Sure, sure. So um, so this is um, one from the 10K group um, in the Find Your Strong 10K Challenge. Uh, and I thought it was good just because now we've talked about how you can't run. And now this is just a really good pacing one that um, I think makes a lot of sense. So this comment comes from Jamie White, uh, who writes, hi everyone, I'm hoping someone can give me some much needed advice with for pacing. I'm struggling a lot with finding my rhythm when I go on runs alone. I don't feel like my pace is too much when I start, but then I notice I struggle further into my run because I should have kept an easier pace at the beginning. Um, I use a GPS and I set it on pace. I can check how I'm doing, so that helps, but I'm wondering if there are some tips to help me in this area. It seems like an easy concept, just slow down or speed up a bit, but my body isn't very intuitive that way until it's too late. Any thoughts would be super appreciated. I want to go into the second half of this training program with a positive mindset instead of
1: feeling discouraged. Uh, And Christine wrote in with um, some advice. Do you want to read that, Sarah? Yeah, so so Coach Christine. Yeah, she said, I would look at what you typically average on a run and start your runs – 10 to 20 seconds per mile slower than that. It'll feel crazy slow, but go with it for the first quarter of the run. Then pick it up to what you average and hold. My bet is that last quarter of the run you'll either be able to hold pace or pick it up. So, and yeah. I'd like to add that I I feel that pace is something that comes with time and that you um can learn what it feels like and and you know not have to be checking your GPS, you know, every 5 seconds. So, um, that, that's what I would tell Jamie, but that- <laughs> you
0: think in, in my world, I still check my GPS, my soleus every five seconds. And I, you know, I mean, I think that you are more in tune with your body in that way. I, I'm just not, like, mm. I, I could be Jamie right now. I mean, because <laughs> I've, I've always feel good at the beginning of a run. So I feel good. I'm going to run, you know, mm-hmm. I'm gonna run at a pace that feels good. And then, I mean, yes, I can rationally say I'm going to slow down. And when I, you know, really do pay attention to it, I can do it, but you know, my mind wanders, I like a song, I'm listening to a podcast or whatever. And all of a sudden I look down and I'm like, Oh my gosh, you know, (laughs) that's, that's too fast. So
1: yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Um, it's hard, but I mean, one thing that I do when I do, I mean, usually it's for a longer run and I just think at the beginning, okay, can I make this easier? Can I make this easier? Can I make this easier? Mm -hmm. Um, because the long run is really just about time on your feet and covering them up no matter Mm -hmm. what the pace. So that's the one time when I'm like, well, let's, you know, but But other than that, (laughs) it's really whatever the day wants to serve up (laughs) for me. But right now, and I'm also not, you know, training, I'm not training for anything right now. So if I had to keep a certain pace, I would, I guess, figure out how, but, but, you know, I just want to defend the people that look at their GPSs a lot because they have to. That's
1: me. It's like we're on Crossfire. I'll be the one who doesn't check it very often and you check it all the time or yeah, something. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Who's going to win? Who's going to win?
0: So, um, anyway, so the song, this is an older song, uh, older meaning it came out, I think, in like February of this year. But um, it's called Bills by Lunch Money Lewis, which is, I mean, the fact that I like even recommend a song by someone by the name Lunch Money Lewis makes me. You probably think I'm losing my bills um <laughs> but this is a song that my son Ben just loves and and I have to say it's so catchy and so good. I will say there's one not a bad swear word, but it's a pg thirteen in here, so probably don't play it around your kids, but it's got a nice teppy beat. Do you, do you know it
1: Sarah you know, I think you've mentioned before that Ben likes this song i um it, um and I think I looked it up on spotify it it is it is a very fun song, yeah, yeah.
0: The pep, it's a pep. It's a Pepster one. Yeah. He dances with the tripod around the kitchen with it. That's that's what. Um,
1: nice, yeah. nice. Well, for more craziness from another mother runner, head on over to our Facebook page, which is Run Like a Mother, the book. We would appreciate it if you would like it. We would also love it if you would follow us on Twitter and Instagram. We are at the Mother Runner. Visit our two websites: AnotherMotherRunner.com and MotherRunnerStore.com. Our three books are Run Like a Mother, Train Like a Mother, and Tales from Another Mother Runner, which are available on Amazon and at local retailers. And um, if you're just coming back from an injury or um, totally in 100% great health, many happy miles to you.